Welcome to the Wild Pod, and you've got uh, me and Sarah again, and um, Sarah was telling me an interesting story. So, this is BR. Uh, you caught our show, or not our show, but Sarah did a show uh, last week, last Friday. No, Friday before. It's It's been a while since I've been physically here. Yeah, but the but you did a presentation. Oh, yes, we did that. At the, and that I put up on our uh, on our page. What's up, King? At, uh, at the Sons of the Utah Pioneers. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah, and I think they had a good time as well. Yeah, it was really packed. I was quite surprised. I thought, well, there's not going to be that many people here, but you only had like three or four seats that were empty. Yeah, yeah. There, and and the surprising thing to me was how much of those old guys showed a lot of interest. Like that guy with the beard, he he wanted to touch the uh, stuff and know oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he he said I didn't believe it till I lived in a house that was haunted mm-hmm. and so then he was just telling me all about it <laughs> so apparently anyways. the city hall's pretty haunted too i heard so they're talking about having us come out the new city hall i assume well, it's the old one because we didn't get that far i gave her my email address and phone number so where is the old city hall for i don't Grantsville? know if it was for tuila or grantsville does it grantsville even have a city hall yeah grantsville that building right in front of the library where it has a statue mm-hmm. that's the city hall okay it is about, I reckon, about 15 years old, but it could just be the property it's on, too. Could be. Apparently, they're scared to be there when the sun's down. Really? Yeah. We should have had the mayor show up to that. I'm, I, I, can, I can get you in touch with them, but I'm, I'm sure they'll get a hold of you and go through all that. But anyway, so uh, she did a presentation for the Sons of the Utah Pioneers, which is a, I call it the old man posse, but it's a, <laughs> it's a group of, you know, um, most of them are senior citizens. There's a few younger people there. And they have like monthly meetings where they have a presentation given. Either a professor comes out and talks about the different uh, Native American tribes who lived around here and, and what they left behind and mm-hmm. the artifacts and stuff. Or uh, they had a guy that came out and did a thing on Porter Rockwell that I went to. And and then they have, you know, people who talk about the pioneer experience. And so anyways, but, you know, for Halloween, uh, my father requested he got one of you out. And so I asked Sarah, and Sarah he went. He said, and did "I it. have connections." <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lady who, who knows some ghosts. But anyway, so you came out, and we sat in. It was very entertaining, and I thought it. I thought you guys did great. I thought that the the audience was good, and there were a lot of people there that weren't a part of the Sons of the Utah really? Pioneers. That's yes. interesting. Um, a lot of people had their children come their adult children mm-hmm. who are below that cusp where they join a group like that because you know when you're younger and you have kids you don't have time to join a something like that where yeah. it's it takes a lot of work like you would think it's a hobby but it is a full-time well, non-paying job you'll well you do extra extra hours so it's actually over 40 hours a week yeah well i mean <laughs> a part of the people who who joined the sons of the pioneers the sup is what it's called 
And a lot of them don't join because they're at that age where they've still got kids. So they're running kids mm-hmm. around. And then if they do get a break they and they want to get join a group, they'll usually join like a bowling league or a pool league or something where they get that. Get a little bit of energy out of them. Maybe a, a yeah. little, and some little beer. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it's it was a good time and I really enjoyed it and I wanted to thank you for it. Yeah, but of course. you told me about um, that a uh, couple of our other friends who are part of your group and have their own group were going to have a house cleansing. Yeah. And so then you got an update for me and let's let the people know what the update is. That it wasn't a house cleansing as you know. So the guy you said was foaming at the mouth. From what I heard, and again, this is me telling you something I heard from somebody else. It's not a firsthand experience, but they said that they had to call the police out a few weeks prior to this because they had been playing with a Ouija board, which we'll talk about why that can be very dangerous. And the police came out and everything, and they were actually scared to take him in because of what he was doing, supposedly. And... They just basically said, you're not allowed back on the property. So when they went to go investigate this house case for this possession, the guy was not there. Now, there was other people that lived there who, you know, they were going through some things of their own. But it wasn't specifically that guy that we were so intrigued with. So do you think there's something tied to the house or do you think it's just the guy maybe? uh... There, There was a lot going on i think when you are single men living in a house that maybe you do some activities that aren't necessarily what you would be doing in a family household like drinking a lot Mm -hmm. and i think that that can play a really big part in it you know there's there's a a difference between having a glass of wine and being a drunk Mm. And when you get across that line, that actually opens up an invitation for things to come in, which is part of what we're actually discussing today. That's the first part of how you get possessed. You have mm. to give them an invitation. So if you're setting yourself up for that, that's the first part. First step, I would say, invitation. Okay. All right. That's uh, good to know. Now, I have been known to, at a time or two, partake of of uh, some alcoholic uh, exuberances. Mm. I don't drink often. I don't drink it daily or <laughs> I don't even drink weekly. I'm a occasional drinker. It's got to be yeah, an occasion. It's, there, there's a, a social occasion. You know, it's not like you, I like to personally, I'll have a glass of wine with my bubble bath and I'll have my Cincy light turned on and the lights out. And I'm just like, this is great. I'm mm-hmm. de-stressed. But um, there's a difference between totally being off your rocker and not knowing what it is you're doing. Mm. Um, I mean, it's called spirits. Why do you think it's called spirits? Now, that is a good point. That is something that we could definitely dig into. Yeah. Why is it called spirits? Because you're basically, if you go to that level, you're opening yourself up to spirits. Oh, (laughs) see, that's a... This is why we don't allow alcohol and drugs at our events, because we don't want people to be in the wrong set for their mind. Mm, That's a lot to think about. Yeah, that is a lot to think about. Um, So tonight we're talking about demons. We did angels mm, a couple weeks ago. 
And so tonight we're going to talk about demons. I'm going to do a quick bump. You might hear double of, I'm going to open this up so I can do some editing. But I'm so glad you know how to do this. I would be so lost. Oh, I really don't though. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So there's That's that. Weird. Anyway, so we're talking and Jackson says Jackson was there at the, uh, at the event mm-hmm. and, uh, he really enjoyed it. So great. I think I, I think you guys did really well. So tell us about demons. What are they? Where do they come from? Do they look like uh, half goat, half man with bat wings? Well, I can tell you from my personal experience once. Um, I got to where I I was kind of like an agoraphobic after my heart surgery because my PTSD and everything. Okay. So I just refused to leave the house. And one night I went into this, like, if I went to a therapy session, they'd be like, Sarah, you're having a manic episode. But it really was not a manic episode. It was something completely different. It shows a lot of similarities to a manic episode. Really? But I heard, I'm going to show you the thing that you've been the most afraid of. And you have to realize that this was after that incident I had in my house with the infestation after my heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, now I want you to walk over here. And I walked over to a cabinet looking at the cabinet. He goes, now, what do you see? And he goes, if you can see what I see, why are you afraid? And what I saw was this sort of goat looking thing standing on its hind legs wearing a cape but it looked ridiculous like absolutely ridiculous and i started laughing so hard i was crying and he's like why are you afraid of something that looks this stupid to me that i can defeat in an instant a goat looking thing on its hind legs yeah but he was like i'm the king of the world and it was was a little thing or was it it was actually it was just an etching in the wood but the way like i had never even noticed it so where was this wood it's in my kitchen Okay. And I basically heard there are signs all around you. Like if you look for the signs, there are signs all around you. And so I just thought that was a really interesting, fascinating thing. And then after that day, I was no longer agoraphobic. I no longer had any, like it was an instant healing. So you were nervous of being out in public around large crowds. I couldn't even, on my birthday, we wanted to go eat Chinese food and I just couldn't. I sat in my bedroom crying in the corner of the room. How long ago was this? 2014 and who told you to what prompted you to go look at the demon in the wood it was i don't know how to describe it it's a voice that's not your voice and you know that it's not it's not like you're hearing a voice but it's something that's like an inner urge an inner voice and it doesn't talk like you normally would think like I can hear myself talk and I sound so dumb to myself. It's just, just my voice sounds ridiculous. Um, but what I hear when I'm hearing it is I hear a really strong male voice who's very powerful and he speaks the way that the Bible speaks. And it makes sense because he talks the way that biblically you would say, like I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. And that's what you hear to kind of affirm. So would that be the Holy Spirit, do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Okay. And it feels like, um, if I can, we are electricity. Mm-hmm. When we die, 
you know, nothing, they have that whole universal law, right? Where energy can only change. It never dies. Mm -hmm. So when you feel the Holy Spirit come on, it feels like this great tingling sensation and Mm -hmm. you feel it, start to feel it from the top of your head because that's your connection, but then it flows out from you. And when people are like, you know, if you you look at Kenneth Hagin videos, for example, from the 1980s, 1990s, he looks like a crazy guy because he starts talking in tongues and he'll go near somebody and they'll just start laughing and like fly out of their seats because that Holy Spirit was so strong with him that they could feel it and it would tickle them to a Mm. point where they would start laughing or like physically couldn't stand it and just would jump. And so it looks like they're, you know, they're dancing and rhyming and you're like, these people look like they're just making it up. But what it is, is they're feeling that electricity. The only time I've ever seen that stuff is when people make the meme or the gif where they put like music on top of that. And it looks like people are dancing or something like they're in a mosh pit. But okay. All right. So it told you to go look at this cupboard. And showed you a, a, a goofy-looking goat. Yeah, but it demon. wasn't like he was actually showing me. It was just like this is what I'm seeing. So why are you afraid of something so stupid that I could squash in an instant? All right. So that's your demonic yeah. experience. Well, that was my, I would say probably my deliverance and my, my healing is what I would okay. call that. But it was just the point of you wanted to see what Satan looks like because you're afraid of Satan. And oh. here's what I see when I see Satan is that was the okay, point. Okay, so me. he was telling you that he's, or the voice was telling you that, that it is stronger than Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was really interesting. And and like I said, like that point on, I was not agoraphobic. I didn't, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go out in the world and do things. And even, you know, I had tried therapy. I tried so much and it was just like all of a sudden snap. I was out of it. I I am. I don't like large crowds. I'm not agoraphobic, but I don't like people that much. I don't like. Well, people kind of suck. Well, it's all, everybody's for themselves and they're all angry and it's. Yeah, just, there's you just don't know. And they're crazy. Like, did you see that lady that that ran her car into what she thought was a Jewish school this last week? Mm-mm. I, I want to say it was in New York, but she was so offended by what she thought was the Star of David. And it was not the Star of David. It was actually an anti-Israel national group. But she thought that's what she saw. So she was from Palestine, ran her car into this building then she told the police, I was so offended at the Star of David that I wanted to take them out for Palestine. And they're like, lady, this is just ironic that that is not what this was. So did she like wreck her car on she, it? She like, wrecked her car and she like drove it into the building. <laughs> like that's that. the kind of mentality that we're the world we're living in. And so why would you want to go and be around a bunch of people, especially without protection? That is so I wonder how much damage she did to the building. It, I mean, it was a brick building and the car was in it, but the bricks were, you could see it. It was. So she hurt the building. She hurt her car. <laughs> she hurt her pride. She got arrested. And um, regardless of your thoughts on the Israeli-Palestine conflict, she didn't help it at all. No. She didn't adjust it one way whatsoever. No. And she looked ridiculous. 
Yes, people are crazy. And and well, there was that guy in Chicago that killed that young Muslim boy. He's like a six-year-old or 10-year-old boy. And uh, he stabbed the Muslim boy and slashed at the mom. And, and this was right after the October 7th thing. And that... Um, that's just awful. I mean, that didn't help Israel. That didn't help Palestine. No. But it killed a little boy. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I that that part I don't understand. I don't understand why you would ever take... And, and well, we can go to the October 7th one where the uh, Hamas targeted... Uh, innocent civilians, including children and women well, why, and stuff. Why is there a need to behead a baby? There's there's no need. I'm sorry. I don't care what side you're no. on. There is no need for that. What is it's, a baby going to do to uh, you? It's a baby. Regardless of, of just the violence against non-military people is just an act of, uh, of terrorism to strike fear into the other side and now israel is is uh doing their thing and civilians are getting wrapped up in it so it's just becoming an yeah. uh, an untenable ugly situation over there and you could argue it's been untenable forever ever, forever and um that's not to say i don't support israel in lashing back because i actually kind of think they have to they can't let something like that happen and just rock back on their heels. That'll yeah, like if they had just went in there and said, hey, we're going to kidnap some adults and do some stuff to some, you know, adults, whatever. But once you start doing stuff like yeah. that where it's so cruel and so well, terrible. Even then, I think even then, Israel would have to respond yeah, like you, that. you would have Otherwise to respond. Otherwise, you invite but man, it to I think happen. I would respond, you know, with an amount of anger that is insurmountable. Yeah. <laughs> There's that, no no way. I would, and you I know, think, and, and my mom, she's very right in saying this to me this last week. She goes, Sarah, we need to start preparing. We need to start getting, make sure that we got everything ready because they were just going into people's homes and like taking them. And she's like, I would rather fight until I had my last bullet in my hand or my last, you know, the gun or, or whatever knife and take my own life before letting somebody take me like that. And, oh, yeah, you know, we've been talking hostage. a lot about that. That's what's been coming up in our household. Yeah. And and that's becoming a common thing. People are starting to join my side on uh, getting themselves prepared and getting themselves armed. And, uh, and well, and that's something, you know, I've been preaching for a while mm-hmm. is people would ask me at Benson all the time when we would do those readings. You know, should I go buy a home? Should I go do this and spend all this money? And I was like, no, you need to start preparing. I was like, I don't know what's coming. I don't get the full message, but I know something's coming. Mm. And I've been saying that for like a year or two. And here it is starting to show up. And now people are realizing that, yeah, maybe I do need to get my act together and start being a little bit more prepared. We need to to dig on that on another show. But anyways, (laughs) That'd be a whole different show for a whole nother time. It, I think, uh, you know, I don't think there's an easy answer to that situation. Um, and I know I'm not smart enough to even uh, approach that. Yeah. I'm really not because it is a complicated, multifaceted situation where timelines differ and everything else. But anyways, we're here to talk about demons. So... Sarah, 
What are demons? Okay, let me begin like this. So you hear the old uh, biblical fable that Adam's first wife, Lilith, uh, who refused to lay under Adam. <laughs> I love old religions. It refused to lay un- under Adam, got mad at him, and got mad at God because God told her she must. So she went and said his name in vain three times or something. And then she was cast out. And so she becomes, now this is where the story splits. She becomes the mother of demons and where the story, and and apparently like something like 25,000 demons a night, she she births, births, and the split is in how she gets pregnant, or not the split. There's some tellings where she is the succubus that um, that when a young man has a nocturnal dream vivations, uh, that is her getting pregnant. Or sometimes <laughs> you've heard it told that when young men... Uh, uh, <clears throat> have a moment with themselves where they're, uh, you know, tugging themselves around by their tippy toes. <laughs> that, that is how she gets pregnant. So, where are demons coming from? What are they? Are there new ones born? How many? How many? You know, I feel personally, and this is just me. I don't know if I believe necessarily that. Lilith is birthing all these demons. I think that they already existed in the sense that when angels were created, they were already there. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when they were like, hey, we're no longer going to stick to those four main functions. We're not going to do what you want to do. And they rebelled. That's where they became demons. That's just me. Um, going back to what you were talking about, there's another theory, though, that the succubus collects that special night juice (laughs) (laughs) in itself and becomes an incubus and then lays with a woman and a woman becomes pregnant. And that's how that happens, supposedly. So then an innocent woman becomes So when when a woman gets pregnant by, yeah. And this was the whole thing, right? Because it was like, oh, your husband's gone. He's been away for two years. Who did you lay with? Oh, well, an incubus came to me and possessed me and whatever and then they were like okay we forgive you because you know you had no control over that <laughs> and i don't know if i okay. believe that i've that only either. heard of that being <laughs> a convincing story one time and that was in the bible um but okay that could be um but yeah who who really knows it's theoretical like it's now, I do understand that the Bible writes women as, how do I come at this gently? Women as um, highly corruptible creatures. And yeah. my understanding of the incubus was that the incubus would show up to corrupt the spirit of the woman and make her do bad in her w- awake time. So he would come and do those things and put ideas in her head to make her maybe think about her neighbor or her friend's husband or, you know, things like that. 
I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but the Bible, that's the, the idea I got from it. Well, and see, as a woman, I see where they make the women very, you're supposed to be submissive, yes. But in your submission, there's also supposed to be a man who is the dominant one, who's following the right you're rules and to... taking a, accountability. Oh, like yeah, Adam did not take accountability at all. Instead of saying, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry we did evil. It was, well, it was her fault <laughs> when he was supposed to be the one no, who I, was in charge. I completely agree with you. I agree that if you're going to be a submissive wife, you need to have a leader husband. Mm -hmm. And if there's no leader husband, you can't be a submissive and wife. And you can't have two people that are both in submission and two people that are both dominant. That's there has to always be one that's willing to say, I will let you stand your foot upon and, me so that... We can do things, you know, and you and, make and major And there may decisions. be different different times when a different person needs to take that leadership role. Mm -hmm. But I'm not here for marriage counseling because... <laughs> Though if you want it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, reach out to Sarah. Um, I would love to Don't do come counseling. to me. You know what? Come to me for marriage counseling right after you come to me for uh, financial counseling. Just put <laughs> it need, that way. I definitely need that. <laughs> but anyway, so demons, what are they? Lay it out. You've got notes and notes and notes in front I of do, you. I do, but you know, this was more just um, a recap of what we went through. Okay. Um, so for me, a demon is an angel that's no longer following the four main functions. We talked about that. So they're no longer in continuous praise to God. They're no longer carrying out his commandments for humankind, no longer governing over parts of creation or ministering and interceding for humans. They were kind of like, we should be above them. We should be above the humans. We're not going to do that. They cut off their connection. And God said, okay, fine. Uh, if you don't want to do that, I'm not going to kill you right away. Let's just see how far you can get because you want to prove that you're going to make everything better. So I'm going to give you this place to live. It's this void. That's what hell is. It's just a void. And that's where God so does not, not exist. it's not a fiery pit. I don't believe it's a fiery pit. I think okay. it's just a space where in the universe where God has said, I'm going to remove myself from the space and you can rule over that. And we can have this fight over, you know, humankind and see who's going to win, who's going to be rule them better. Mm. And so that's kind of what we get is we have where they say God in the Bible says, I am the ruler over the world in the end, but the ruler of the world right now is Satan. And Satan wants us to have fame, money. Mm -hmm. It's all about self. I want mm -hmm. to be self, 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 self. When God is saying, I want you to be abundant, but your abundancy comes from me, not because you are famous and rich. Mm. I want you to be protected, but your protection comes from me. And if, if anything happens where you are being glorified, then give it to me. Say that I'm the one being glorified, not you. So there's this big difference of who's going to ultimately rule the world. That's kind of where it lies. Uh, we have the spheres. We talked about those. We have three spheres. So we kind of have like, just think you're working at Lowe's and you're just the layman who has to go in and, and water the plants. And then way above you, there's the person who's the CEO who owns everything. So that's like your top level. So there's nine levels. And so you have your seraphim and 
There are the corporate ones, the cherubim who are under them, who are not cherubs, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the thrones. And then your next level is your dominions, your virtues, principalities, and then your powers, archangels, and your guardian angels are the last ones. It's crazy that archangels are so low. Yeah. Well, mm, but the way they're spoken ever, about, they're like super high. But yeah. But here's the thing, though. When Jesus was born, he wasn't born king. He was born to a lowly, you know, like a shepherd. It was kind of a lowly job, a right? Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. He was turned into a shepherd over the world, but mm-hmm. but it wasn't like he and was giving this golden throne, right? He was born in a manger with mm-hmm. animals. Like that was the dirtiest of dirty well, for giving but yeah, birth. But I mean, it's it's just a story like Michael throwing Lucifer out of heaven, and and they're the ones that make contact. So you're automatically thinking that they're the top dog and then i talk to you and i find out that i mean they're not janitors but you know they're male boys (laughs) basically like if i was working at lowe's doing the garden section and i come in for just like my 30 hours a week because they don't want to make me full-time watering and then i have just a department supervisor Mm -hmm. just for my department right so he's just over gardening he still has upper or management. Or shift manager. Exactly. Shift manager. That's your yeah. archangels. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he makes enough where he can buy Bud Light and not natural light. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we talked about how the seraphim, that's the highest one. They're known as the burning ones. They're mm-hmm. filled, they have the six wings and they're just all light. And in the biblical reference, light refers to continuous charity and charity meaning love so light equals love okay well let's break into this let's let's dig into okay so demons are fallen angels yes are they fallen angels from any of the different levels of angels all except for the powers and that is the let me see here the third level up from bottom. So no powers fell. No. Well, they believe no powers fell. And the reason they believe that is because they are fiercely loyal. Like, there's just no way that they would ever leave because that's how loyal they are. Okay. Doesn't matter how bad things get. They're loyal. So you had some guardian angels that fell. Everything else fell. You had some archangels, Lucifer and Satan. What were they? So him is that one person is Lucifer? You know, I Satan still don't one? have a clear answer on that because okay. there's so many different viewpoints on that one. Mm. But what I will say is Lucifer means morning light. So he only is the light in the dawn. And how many hours is dawn? It's not very long. Yeah. Jesus. A lot of people want to say, well, Jesus and Lucifer, they're the same. But Jesus, his name actually means the light bearer like he continuously 24 7 bears this light Mm -hmm. so it's not just a tiny portion of light bearing it's Mm -hmm. this whole thing so i don't believe that they are the same so you don't think lucifer and satan are the same thing well no i don't believe jesus and lucifer are the same oh that i i never question that but but some people do satan and lucifer the same thing like i said i'm not exactly sure on that i have to do more investigation that'd be something to dig into now if you ever study any of the uh gnostic christian religions or um one of the last like major ones was the cathars of france but they they 
did a crusade to wipe them out. So they're gone now, but they were Gnostic. Mm-hmm. They believed everything that Christianity believes is correct, just backwards. Like, what do you mean in backwards? That they believe that Christianity worships Satan, believing that he's God because it's all materialistic. Of course, we're wrapped up in the times, uh, you know, I mean, even prior to the 30 years where we're talking. Oh, you're looking like now you have, that would make sense because you have churches that it's like there's an acrobatic concert show going up there instead of it being about God. Well, not even, we're talking back in the 12 and 1300s when the Catholic church was the only game in town. (laughs) And the Cathars were a Gnostic Christian faith who believed um, that because the Catholic church had indulgences and a whole bunch of money in a city oh, they and were they, corrupt and and so they preached that everything is correct it's just the catholic have taken and turned your worship to towards the material satan well i mean it used to be hey i'm coming to your house to collect you know 30 coins or whatever so that i can collect your sins mm-hmm. right that was a thing they're, they're nowhere in the Bible does it say that. It's not. No. But I, that's what the Catholics, I believe, were doing back in the day. Oh, yeah. Have you ever dug into the Thirty Years' War? Long time ago. Like from all about when. It, it, well, it centers around the Gutenberg Press. Because mm-hmm. Gutenberg, first thing he prints is the Bible in German. And prior to that, it was only printed in Latin. So. There was someone between you and understanding the Bible in Germany. So these people, everyone goes out and gets a Bible and reads and says, Hold, these these buggers have been lying to me. Is your stomach growling? That's <laughs> because you're drinking that stuff that tastes like lawn clippings. I think it, yeah, it tastes like, hey, I like it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so... Uh, so, you know, uh, Martin Luther and all those people, you know, all that went on. And then Europe exploded into war. And we're talking 30 years, a war that lasted 30 years. That was essentially, it was a European-wide war where France would attack Germany, Germany would attack Poland, Poland would hire Sweden, Sweden would attack France. I mean, it was wrapped up. It was a wild time. Mm-hmm. Anyways... But prior to that, you had uh, the Crusades. And one of those Crusades didn't go after the Holy Land. It went to massacre the Cathars in southern France. And they did. That's terrible. They killed all, well, they essentially wiped them out, which is why there's no Cathar religion today. But anyway, so... How do we get into that? So, oh yeah, there's this belief out here in the Gnostic Christianity where the churches and the the religious leaders have corrupted and essentially they gave in to Lucifer or Satan's dictates. And then because of that, they've turned their flock into unknowingly worshiping the wrong well but this is the thing too is i've noticed if you go to church and say why do you believe what you believe why are you a christian well my mom made me come they mm-hmm. asked the mom 
why are you Christian? My mom made me come. Mm -hmm. And so it's this whole thing of like, I don't really know why I'm a Christian, but I'm here. And being a Christian is devoting all of your faith and saying, yes, I'm a Christian because I know that that's what the Bible tells me to do. And the word of God is the word of God. But if you're like, I'm just in it because I was told to be in it and you've never even opened the Bible and read it all the way through and you don't know anything about it and you're waiting for somebody to stand up in a pulpit and tell you this is, well, who knows what they're telling you. If you don't ever open it and read it, you're just taking that for face value and it's not. In the 1500s. Yeah. That's the only way you could get it because the Bible was only produced in Latin. Well, up until the, like the 1940s, 1950s, I think, Catholicism was spoke in Latin. And yeah, they had no idea up until the last, you know. Pre-Vatican II. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it was done in Latin. The, the Latin mass is what they called it. And there's there's a big fight between conservative Catholics and modern-day Catholics to bring it back to Latin. Um, which, you know, works great for romance-speaking countries and peoples but uh it doesn't help germans or americans or you know our language is english is part uh part german part english well, yes and and if you go into the bible and you're actually researching like what what does this actually mean like for example everywhere where it says you're to fear god Mm -hmm. that's our English version does not compare to what it is in Hebrew in Hebrew. It's more like you're supposed to be in an awesome, awesome. Like this is, I'm just in awe mm -hmm. of God, but instead we put fear of God because we did not understand how to make that word translate. So you mm -hmm. have to do a lot of research going back into it. It's, I, I have heard of the Gnostics, but as far as I know, it was more that they believed that, Jesus was sort of just a man of faith and that he was almost like pure magic. And it was about reading the, you know, but it was a way, it's a different, the way I learned it was through the Sylvia Brown method where she's an old psychic, but later I think she got arrested with her and her husband. So it was like, you never know, like people, they tell you these things, but mm. that's the way I, and she started founded a church called the Gnostic religion. I just know Gnostic Christianity. Yeah. It comes from around the time of Jesus. Dead Sea Scrolls were written by Gnostic Christians. Yeah, and they believe Jesus was married and that he had a daughter named Sarah. Who I mean, that's kind of where it goes. And yes, I do believe that the word of God doesn't change, but man does change it. Okay, that's coming from King says, we change the word of God doesn't. Yes, and and so that's the thing. Gnostics believe and this is all the way back then which is why they separated themselves from judaism mm -hmm. and from the growth of christian faiths was they believed that they were doing it all wrong so gnostics their their priests were the first ones that couldn't it almost sounds like they're more of the jehovah's witness sorts of just we're you, going we know that the word's right but the way that you've translated it and kinda. corrupted it we're well, going all to, religions do that yeah, against and that's each what they other do. but they, they were like the monks mm -hmm. um so you had different levels when i studied it, you had like their priests couldn't get married voluntarily not by dictate 
they would choose not to, and they would have to wear, they would wear like burlap robes. Was oh my gosh, clothing. that would make me so itchy. Oh, do you, would it never? I'd be like, I, can I sew some satin into that? <laughs> satin? <you'd>, hell, <laughs> some, rough some strong pattern. wool would be nicer than burlap. No, I can't. You know what? I have one of those sensory issues where I cannot stand certain it's a good fabrics thing you, and wool's one of them. It's a good them. thing you didn't join the army because that stuff was rough. Mm. Anyways. Our socks was that, our bedding was that. Um, but so that's what the not, but we're getting off a tangent. So <laughs> we do that. Demons are fallen angels, and you don't have a you don't have a direct knowledge of whether any new demons are created or I don't believe new demons are created. I think it is just what it is. There was, you know, X amount. One third of the host. And one third of them fell. Except for powers, because those for- guys are tough and and the way that we were talking about this we described how there's nine different species and each mm-hmm. one has its own like this is my thing this is it's my kind specific of its job magic or yeah like i can't change my job this is my function so you can identify what's going on in your life what kind of demon is trying to tempt you or whatever based on how it's going so for example like let's say i just feel like i don't have i can't feel the holy spirit i don't believe that there's divine light i don't feel like i have any love in my life like nobody loves me and that and that so that would be like a seraphim because that is their job so the opposite so they're basically doing the opposite of what they should do so what is a seraphim? Is that the... Is That's that... the, the one that we were talking about that has the six wings. It's all light that is supposed to actually just sit there and be like, God is so great. God's, oh. you know, they are like, if you had a king, these would be the people whispering in your ear, like, we love you. You're awesome. Everything's right. Mm. Do you know how, who Marcus Aurelius is? From the movie? I mean, not from the movie, yes, but I know. But he, he wrote meditations. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he wrote a journal that they made into meditations, but he was a, a stoic emperor. He had a, um, of course, ancient Rome. He had a slave whose job was to walk around behind him all the time and tell him you're only a man mm-hmm. because he would get so much praise. And so he made, and it became common for emperors to do that, probably before him, but sadly. No, I've never heard that, but that's amazing. Because he would get so much praise. and That's hard not to get full of yourself. And and it is ancient Rome, so it was a slave economy, so don't take it as, as nowadays we commonly understand slavery with our projection of you know the Atlantic slave trade and all that, or even the the uh, Middle Eastern slave trade. There, though theirs was brutal, but their slaves were, I guess, a form of citizenship, not and not always involuntary. A lot of people would sell themselves into slavery voluntarily, but um, yeah, the slave's job was to whisper into his ear. You are just a man. Mm. So That's just, what I need. Ryan does that for me. Does he? Yeah, he's like, you're too full of yourself right now. You're only a <laughs> get, woman. Get off your high horse. You're too, <laughs> he does it all the time. He just laughs. He's like, you're too full of yourself. And my mom's like, thank you for saying that because yes. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I would just make a suggestion for anyone out there in internet land. If you haven't had the chance to read meditations, and I think that applying stoicism, especially in young men, applying stoicism into your life would be the salvation of this nation. A hundred percent. Stoicism would really turn the tide and, and it would switch off all these why me's and cry babies and people it's, who get mad because, you know, like that, remember that person where it's that guy goes into that GameStop and it's ma'am and yelling. No. Well, maybe. That Wasn't person, it was like a TikTok video, right? Well, where they were before, not, before TikTok. TikTok though. But that person did not have enough stoicism in their mm -hmm. life. They needed some because the baseline of stoicism is I am not going to allow what you do to adjust how I think. Your, your actions are not going to impede on my will and my uh, self-development. And I think if we implied that, I think we'd be. Well, that's pretty much the biblical way of thinking. If you go back and read everything, that is what it says. I'd hope so. Stoicism is older than the New Testament because, again, mm -hmm. it's kicked off in Greece. Um, I don't know if it's older than the Old Testament. Probably not. But anyways, so. Very interesting. Let's... uh. Let's dig into what do demons look like? Do demons look like they're... They still look like they were described as angels, but they don't have that light around them anymore because they've given up that love, that charity, okay, the divine so light. Okay, so the will within wills with eyeballs everywhere look like that. It just wouldn't glow. Pretty much, yeah. So it doesn't look like Pan. <laughs> no. And then... So like, like that show Legend, that one with... Uh, the Tom movie Cruise? or the TV yeah, show? The movie. Or, no, okay. Yeah. The movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah, the one it doesn't the one look that like had that. Tim Curry as the devil. The devil's son. Is that was that Tim Curry as the devil's son? Where he's great he's big muscly guy with the big horns. I, I you know what's so weird is I always found that so sexy. And I was like young. And I was just like, I don't know why. Like I think I might like bad boys. <laughs> That's Maybe, not a good sign. He was always big and muscular and... and yeah, and has the hooves. Imposing. So, yeah, you have to tell yourself, that's not good. I need therapy. Okay. <laughs> and then, so demons will look like they looked like and... But not always, because sometimes they can appear to you and they can take on an identity. Mm. Um, when I was having the issue where I was having all those nightmares and stuff, they would come... They would invade my dreams and mm -hmm. it would be as if I would see my grandma, for example, but her pinky would be broken. Like just cause they can't fully, there's always going to be something wrong. It'll all either be like slight change. Like maybe it's just the eye color, but there's always going to be something where they can't fully because they're no longer fully in connection with God. They can no longer fully do that. They can still sort of do it, but not all the way. So, by recognizing something's not right about this, the, what I'm seeing and asking them to show their true identity, especially if you say like, I want you to say in the name of Jesus that you're, if you're here in my household 
if you can say that, then I'm going to trust you to be angelic. If you're going to praise God, I can trust you to be angelic. But if you're going to say, praise me, worship me, turn back from God, then there's something really wrong there. If they're telling you to kill yourself, kill other people, there's something really wrong there. So you have to kind of put all that into perspective of what am I hearing? Is it biblically accurate or does it go against the word of God? Are they fully looking like they should be or here's, do they look a little off? Do, do I feel like there's something off? Are the hairs the in the back of my neck is, standing up? I am not, um, I'm not up on my biblical knowledge, so they could be lying to me. And I'd have to call you up, Sarah. So this cat says this. So, demon, angel, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, you, you could, but I think you would know. It's, it's one of those things where you feel it deeply internally. But unless you've completely just said, you know what? I'm not going to believe in anything. This world is what it is. And if something's telling me to harm myself or to harm others or to believe that I'm worthless or whatever it is, and you're choosing to believe that, then that's just what you're choosing. That's your free will. So what about, okay, are demons, as you're explaining them, only, uh, can they only affect people who are uh, Christian or, or? No, they can affect everyone. It doesn't matter. We're, we are all, like what the common thing that we all have to be born into the world, we all have to die, right? Mm -hmm. That's our common common ground. Nobody can escape any of those. And just like that, this is a common thing where it's not, it's going to affect everybody. It's not just going to affect a certain person. Um, there was an old, I'm trying to think, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody who they could see things like that and they're a spiritual person and they talked a lot doing seminars and things and they said one time they like stepped out and this random person knew who they were and started like don't come near me don't hiss and it almost the way that they described it, it reminded me of the time that jesus came across the person that was possessed by a legion mm -hmm. and he cast them out into the pigs because yeah. he was like please do, do anything but send me back right Just so instead it was pigs. like i'll send you back to the pigs and it was sort of like that. And now, I've got that a question. They get kind of freaked out by people who truly believe. So this happened in the kingdom of Judea. And Jewish people cannot eat pork. Mm -hmm. Why did they have so many pigs there? What were they doing with that? Other people ate pork. What other people? Egyptians. <laughs> but was there Egyptians in Judea? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm... Um, that's also a good question. I could do some more investigating yeah, on I would, I'm and just stuff. Wondering. But I do know that in the end, what it came down to was uh, there was visions where they said, mm -hmm. I've made everything clean with my death. So what was unclean is now clean. You can have everything. You can eat everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I, I agree but, with yeah, that. What's but, interesting, though, but this is... this was before his death. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there has to be other things you could do. Why would they have pigs? You know what? That's a good question. I, I, it just came to me. I'm not trying to be a heretic. Well, what other things do you do with pigs if you can't have the bacon? That's all I like anyways would be the bacon. You ain't milking a pig. <laughs> Little teats. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like a 
Hold on. I did that at Vincent. You know, they have a fake cow where you can milk its teats. Do they really? Yeah. And I was so excited because I always wanted to do that. So I was out there like playing with the rubber udders. You could probably <laughs> find someone to let you milk a cow if you really, really wanted want to, milk. to. That's a life goal. I want to deliver a baby on the sidewalk. I don't want and, to do that. And I went <laughs> and I want to milk a cow. I, I would milk a cow a million times before I deliver a baby. Roadside baby. It has to be a anywhere. roadside baby. Oh, I got a funny story about that. Sidetrack. Here we go again. Everybody, we're just wandering through the weeds today. <laughs> so a lady at my work, her daughter was pregnant. And her, her daughter calls her and says, hey, you know, I'm going to have the baby. Come pick me up. Take me to the hospital. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they're driving to the hospital. They're kind of stuck in traffic on I-215. And, uh, and she's like, oh, 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 my water broke. And she's in the back seat, you know, and she's like, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. And, uh, she had a baby in the car. Oh yeah. That happens. That's what I'm saying. I'd freak out. I'd freak out. She's pulling it up on her phone. Yeah. I was why trying they, to see. Why did they have pigs in Judea in the year, uh, 24? Or would it be, yeah. What's good for so the I goose is the good for the gander. So I guess the pigs ate the trash. Oh, they used so pigs. So they kept the cities clean. Because I mean, pigs eat would, anything. That would probably work. But don't goats eat anything? Yes, they do. I mean, that, I mean, that, that could be true. Uh, you know, pig handler and... Then use the pig to... I know my grandma used to tell me, don't drink beer because it smells just like what we give the pigs and it'll make you fat. We give it to pigs to make them fat. So that always kind of stuck with me is, and that is what too, they would pay people back in the ancient days with beer because it did. It gave them the nutrients they needed when they were well, starving. Around the pyramid, they found the chits that were worth the beer. And uh, there was, what was the University of Portland actually found the recipe for beer from the time of Egypt. And so they made it. One beer purifies water. There's a reason there's the old saying that uh, uh, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. It's because water is scarce and dangerous. Mm -hmm. But when you brew beer or you make whiskey or wine, you purify it. So, um, anyway, so anyways, this beer they made that was from the time of... Uh, the pyramids has antibodies in it. Wow. So it's, you know. So it's really good. It's your, uh, your health shot. <laughs> it's like your grass clippings drink. Well, my great grandma, they, they did not believe in drinking, but every night she'd have a shot of, of peach brandy. <laughs> she kept yeah. it in a drawer. I don't know. I was just. Yeah, shot of whiskey a night or she, you know, it keeps you healthy. I don't know why, but it just well, does. I mean, anything in moderation, obviously. I mean, except for probably like fentanyl or, you know, things like that. But I think in moderation, if you can control it. All things in moderation. Yeah. So, so the, the demons, they reflected their powers from their, <clears throat> from their uh, group, their yeah. sphere. So let's say that you're having a lack of self-discipline, maybe in the area we talked about earlier with uh, personal temptations to... Nocturnal libations. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so you could probably think, okay, if I have lack of self-discipline right now, then I probably have the dominions because that's part of what they do is lack of, you know, or they, they are supposed to help you with self-discipline. So if you have that, I would say that that's probably what you're doing right there. Mm. If you have tons of like- suffering, that's because you have archangels against you at the moment demon archangels yeah you have yeah okay so archangels relieve suffering Mm -hmm. dominions are like mickey on rocky right i don't know (laughs) i have them listed in order but um okay this one's interesting so the principalities they rule this is what they do as angels they rule nations groups of people your school your education creativity new ideas Hmm. so let's say I have a new idea and it's going to cure cancer. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's probably from a principality angel. If you have an idea like I'm going to make this nuclear weapon, which can destroy the entire world. Or I'm going to put red dye in the, in yeah. the most common candy that kids love that affects. I'm going to poison. I have this thing to poison the water and make people go crazy yeah. and kill okay. each other. That kind of stuff. That's a demonic principality i think that we should rename that the united states senate congress and president i mean groups of people rulers of nations yeah that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. the virtues this is one we talked about last time so the infield of england in 1978 Uh people were called out including police to witness this house in a neighborhood with other houses being rained on but not with water but with rocks yeah and it was only that house that right there is a very strong sign that you have a miracle angel who's now demonic because they're the only ones that have the ability to distraught destroy the natural laws they can make you know the star appear to mm-hmm. show where Jesus is being born, for example. Um, some people believe, though, and the, this is my understanding. So the star that appeared to show the wise men where Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that it was actually a demonic virtues that showed him that to lead him to go kill him. And not that God did it. So, But they didn't go kill him. That they didn't go kill him. So, yeah, you can look at where you're struggling and say, okay, well, what angel deals with that? This is what kind of demon I have. So if, if say you're, if you are totally opposed, like uh, personal control, self-control. Mm-hmm. So I'm a college kid and I've got purple hair and. I spit at people and act goofy. Like self-control would be, you may not go to the gym, but if you're actually like sabotaging going to the gym, then that might, uh, is. are you saying there might be a lack of angel influence on a spectrum to, if you're going the opposite, like demon influence? Yeah, I would say so. I'm, I'm not going to say that everybody that it's going to be always that you have a demonic mm-hmm. entity. Cause some of us are just, you know, we're living our lives, mm-hmm. but if it becomes to the point where your life is really screwed over, it's sort of like alcoholism, right? You can drink. If you get to the point where your life, your job, your relationships, everything's getting screwed over because of your alcoholism. 
I would relate that to everything being screwed over because of a demonic influence. So could that now also that's a double edged sword because the abuse of alcohol can also invite that stuff. Correct? Yes, it can. Mm. So like, I'm just going to switch my page here. Yes. Switch your my page. notebook. I always have notes because I cannot remember everything in my broken head. Okay. So we wanted to talk about how, right? How does this happen? How do you get them in here? Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, how common would you say is possession? Like, would you say, would you say there's demon influence in like serial killers and stuff like that? Or do you know of any where you would say they are? Like um, Charles Manson or that chick killer down in Florida or uh, Ed Gein? Yeah, I would say that there is a strong possibility, but it's hard to know without actually going there and speaking to them. But generally for me, what happens is when I see somebody who is like that, for example where I'm like, okay, they definitely have a possession going on. Their eyes are usually black to me. It doesn't matter if they have blue eyes. doesn't matter what kind of, you know, color eyes they have. And I see this a lot, too, with what, uh, I hate to say it, with some of the people who are talking on Biden's behalf on TV sometimes. Talking on what? Like, they're talking about, like, I I helped Biden with this. Um, What's the lady that had, for example, the red hair? That's like a bob, like this lady. Red hair that's a bob. She's always talking about, she's part of Biden's. Circle back Saki? Maybe. Pisaki? Maybe. Um, His, uh, I, can't, I can't ever he remember was, her name. It's a girl, but yeah. She was original. Um, yeah, now that's a new lady, but yeah. she had completely like black eyes. That's Jen Saki. And I was just like, there's something not right with that lady. Really? Yeah. Mmm. And so then you get back into it. I think there are angels that can influence government. That is their specific job. So there are going to be demons that can influence government. That is their specific job. I would argue that we have very few angels influencing our government at this time. But Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion for any of you. And I'm not just saying that because of Biden. I would say we've had very few angels influencing our government for... Ever. Forever. And you yeah. have to look at, it's not just somebody that, you know, I don't trust somebody that just goes, I go to church and I'm a Christian. I have to trust actions. Mm-hmm. Your actions speak louder than words. So that's kind of how well, I hold people accountable. I want to take a second and pick apart. I want to focus in on the serial killer thing. So are there any serial killers where you look at their actions, you say, yeah, that was probably possession. And when someone is possessed, do they are they still present, or or is there or are they completely taken over, or is it just a possession, just something in there, putting thoughts in their head, and then they act on them? So there are two kinds of possessions. One, it does not have to be a demonic; it can be a spirit, a ghost, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't realize this. So if you're in a house that's fully haunted. Mm-hmm. And not mine. My house is not fully it's, haunted. It's not. We've already been to this. My house is ghost-free <laughs> um, since 93. They can, for a split second, 
take over if you get to that point. But they are not as strong, so they can't do it forever. What do they do generally? It's generally like, get out of my house. Like, it's just a saying, or I just wanted to see the baby. They kick cans on subway bathrooms. (laughs) It's just, it's different. They they don't have the very strong powers. It's just more like a little temporary glitch. Mm -hmm. Did you even catch on to that kick cans on subway bathrooms on ghosts, you know? Where they that's what they did help you make pottery anyways go on sorry um totally lost my train of thought okay so that's the the regular ghost yes um, um okay. when it comes to a demon possession you're gonna see things like abnormal strength they're mm. doing things that that don't seem possible they know things they shouldn't know ted bundy jumped out of uh window in colorado i remember yeah a third story window maybe only a second story but he jumped he did an impressive jump out of a window to escape Mm -hmm. and got away yeah so and that's one of those things was he a sociopath that could just get away with it and because there are people like that that just i don't know if they're necessarily born that way but you're seeing them younger and younger and that's one of the things now that they're talking about too is with these people that are being called in they're being called in on like four-year-olds my four-year-old is doing things that are demonic and they this is something that the church has like acknowledged recently that really what what because like like think about uh, it it used to be where they were enclosed right they had their little village now uh-huh. it's the world we're opening up ourselves with everything with the internet mm-hmm. you, you're basically your phone oh i gotta get my kids some entertainment here play with my phone so now you've invited that in to your home. You've invited that. And it's not that technology all is bad. But again, if you're constantly on your phone watching things like that, and that's now your idol, you're inviting that stuff in. Well, not just that, but I mean, let's face it. The uh, the non-religious side of enter- entertainment has always been more alluring than the religious side. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who really, you know, have a crack in their noggin. They may be born that way. They may just, you know, maybe their temporal frontal lobes, whatever is not working. So would that be a possession or would that be? That would be more of a mental thing that they need to be hospitalized and treated for. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're ever going to win that race Mm. but there is a doctor he's from new york and he's a psychiatrist he's written a book and i cannot remember what it's called but he was in he started working with exorcisms because with the priest because he was an outside observer called in for the medical because that's what they want to do is they want to make sure medically is this something that's medical or not wasn't it around like the 1800s the catholic church before uh, a priest got involved, or maybe the 1900s. They had to have a an exam by a clinician or something. Yeah, because some people like they're just like I said, they bump their head one too many times. They believe something, you know, they can't help it. Their brain's not working. Mm. Dendrites aren't functioning. Like so they send him to Sigmund Freud, and he's like, "Tell me about your mother. <laughs> Tell me about it." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's there's different different things and it's that's one of those things like with my team for example, I will say, "Okay, you're telling me I need to come out because of this. Let's see exactly like 
are you seeing a psychiatrist or a therapist? I'm not asking this because I want to, you know, be mean to you or anything. I just need to know what the circumstances are. Are you smoking a lot of weed? Are you being drunk all the time? Mm. What is going on? Are you on any kind of pills that could alter your mental state? That's a good point. Like, let's say you go to do a house cleaning, but the guy's a total drunk. It, then it's he, not going to work. And that's yeah, the he problem. might just keep inviting it right back in. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like a weekly maid for him. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no point in that. That's one of the reasons why we will tell people like, sorry, but our team's too busy. Do you, so when <laughs> yeah. you guys walk up, do you well, just do a garbage can? No, check well, first? what we what do we Is do now? Empty 30 pack we, in there. We've kind of learned our lesson because we've went into some really nasty places where like you couldn't use the toilet without feeling like you needed a tetanus shot oh, in their clean house. Like in their clean house? <laughs> I just cleaned it. Yes. Oh, they say they cleaned it. I just physically cleaned it, but it's disgusting. So their house is like grody. Their house is grody. We're like, sorry, we're too busy. We're too busy to come back. Um, But, okay, this is weird. I have been getting the name Ethel over and over and over again for the last few days, and she just popped back in. I don't know if it's just because I was at the... Yeah, I was just at Huntsman, so I just never know who's... There's a bill at Huntsman, by the way, and he's always like... You're back again. <laughs> a bill? Yeah. Just well, spirits. I, I they don't just know come into my head. Anyone named Ethel? I know. I know. It wasn't with you. And can we please mention to Ethel that when uh, Sarah leaves, you're leaving with her? <laughs> she's she's not really with me. I don't know. She has a message for somebody. I think it's for my friend Anna. Um, Anna, if you're listening, get a hold of Sarah. <laughs> Sarah is a supernatural voicemail for you. Yes. Um, is it a good message? I don't know. I haven't got that far. Sometimes I just try to block them out because I, oh, I have would to have too. me time. Right. I need a, a little like board that says plane leaves at 9 p.m. Start boarding at 8 p.m. <laughs> Until then, don't bother me. Or, or have, a, <laughs> have an appointment book for them. Yes. I can see you at 7.15 on Friday. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, it's, it's the way to go. Yeah. So, okay. All right, I want to get, because that's kind of the, for lack of a better word, the sexy side of possession, even though it's atrocious. But, you know, like like here, like Ed Gein is an interesting case. Uh, You know, we know that he was influenced because his dad, I think, left and his mom became overbearing. And he was loved around the neighborhood. I mean, people would hire, or people would have him babysit their kids. They wouldn't hire him. But, you know, they would call him when they needed help. He was a local guy that wasn't really going to go anywhere because, again, he was, you know, a little mentally slow. But they would they would have him do these things. And, you know, when his mom died, he wanted her skin. And then yeah. he started grave it, digging. And is that procuring. where they came up with the... Um, yeah, the motel. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but the, well, that was a, a part of it. I think there were two people that they molded into that. But Ed Gein, but eventually, I mean, he got to where he like had an addiction for digging up graves, and and it, you know, he'd go to a funeral on Monday and Tuesday night he was digging up the body and 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 he was doing things with the skin. You know, he had a belt made out of nipples and yeah, had I a don't, I don't want a nipple a, belt a box of 
lady parts and and you know just a whole bunch of stuff and, and you know it started out his mom and then his mom's friend died and then a neighborhood lady died and then it escalated to where i don't think he went in there with the intention to kill the lady there was this lady that ran like the gas station yeah he had kept asking her on a date too wasn't it and she kept saying no i think he went in there to steal something and she was there and kind of caught him and it's opportunity but i don't know i'd have to brush up on that but you know was that a possession was his little affliction like a possession or was it just uncontrollable urges given to him by his need to have his overbearing mother control his life and that's the thing too it's like your parents can totally muck you up nobody has ever received any psychological damage from their parents (laughs) (laughs) this is the sad thing like i've i've known very uh you know christian families that brought their kids up in church and stuff and they have a beautiful daughter and they have another daughter who's you know maybe not as beautiful and they'll say well you you're going to go to college and make something of yourself because she's not as pretty and the other girl, you're only going to be good for your looks, so you may as well get married to the first man who comes along. Mm. And I've, I've actually witnessed that, and I've had to step in and say, hey, no, you are worth more than your looks, and mm. you are worth worthy of love. There is not... Those are the kids that get kind of drawn into you because they're like, I finally have somebody who's showing me the support that I need and not messing with my life in such a negative way. But if you're constantly told you're no good then that's what you're going to take on. That is true. That is a tough one. And so it's really hard. And that's like why I was saying, like, we will, we did learn our lessons like from now on. I'm like, can I please have pictures of the inside and outside of your house before? Um, when we start to do oh, investigations and we talk for 20 thing. minutes, we ask questions. Like I can say one time um, I was prescribed Zoloft during my divorce for my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And I woke up to this like blue fairy guy standing there and he's like, you can kill yourself and come and join me. Right. Okay. Well, that was not me being, you know, having a demon. What that was, was a medication completely messing with my chemical uptake centers and receptors and all of that to where I was like, yeah, I uh, need to get rid of this drug. This is not a working, Mm. working drug for me. So there's a lot of different things that can go into it. And then, then we spend after that 20 minute phone call, that's just the initial phone call and the photos, then we'll go in and we'll do a baseline of everybody in the house. What's, you know, what is your, what are you taking? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? And we have to kind of go into that and start to figure out what, what is it? And does this make up a haunting? Does this make up, Maybe they need some therapy or just quit drinking or whatever it is. Or is this because they actually have a demon in their house or an infestation? Mm. That would be, yeah. No, that's a good idea. One, to ask for the pictures. because And we never go by ourselves to somebody's house because no. people are... I learned this when I was doing real estate in Alaska. No. I would have these weird men that are like, you can just meet me out here alone or I can drive with you. And I was like, I don't think so. I have my pepper spray. Somebody's coming with me. I don't allow people in my car. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I've had too many close calls. 
Yeah, there was that guy in Anchorage who ran a bakery that was picking up uh, street walkers and keeping them hostage and killing them. And he was like a upstanding member of the community. He always is. I had one guy, I was working at a place called Big Ray's, and it kind of deals with like hunting and warm clothes, that kind of stuff. And we had this guy come in during the Iditarod he was just like, you know, I could kill you right now, whatever. I got my knife. You know, like, give me your money. And I was like, no, I'm going to call the cops because <laughs> I don't have fear. I'm, I'm really just like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do it. That's not right. I'm not going to do it. And he just stopped dead in his tracks and said, you have the most beautiful eyes. Would you like to go on a date? Crackhead. <laughs> those, are, those are my interactions. Crackhead. <laughs> I was like, no, th- no, thank you. Excuse really me, sir. You're busy robbing us right now. Don't get sidetracked. <laughs> Yes, sure, just rob us, and then later, <laughs> well, I'll, see, I'll see you at the Wendy's. <laughs> but there are these steps, these levels. Um, we've been to house cases, for example, there's an obsession stage where they just completely become obsessed with the haunting. That's usually not a very good sign. It's more than just, I hear footsteps at this point. That's your entire life, and you're giving over to it. So that's kind of like... Um on uh, poltergeist where the mom is starting to set the house up for the poltergeist to adjust the chairs and slide the little girl down the hallway and things like that, right? <laughs> slide, the little, slide the little girl down the hallway. Where the ghost was sliding her down the hallway. Didn't that happen on poltergeist? The new one or the old one? All I remember is the creepy clown the doll. One. The old one. Because it kicked off with she was cleaning the kitchen or doing something and the chairs are all stacked on the that's table. That's right. And she was like, do it again. Yeah. Do and it so again. she yeah, started so doing that, that. that generally and then is. she puts the helmet on the little girl and has to go slide her down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. That, that is it. So, I mean, if we wanted to talk about steps, for example, mm-hmm. um, we have what we call the invitation. So this can be either the law of, I invited it in by saying, hey, excuse me, I would like to invite you to my party mm-hmm. or law of attraction. And you're thinking, well, how does that work? That's like, I really have to buy this house. I don't know why I have to buy this house, but I have to buy this house. And guess what? It's haunted and it was drawn to you. Really? So you can have that happen. Um, playing with the Ouija board. We have get those phone calls a lot where they're like, I, um, we, I had a girl once who called me because she ordered a book from, I want to say Etsy or something. Uh-huh. She ordered the book and the book was supposed to be on one thing. The book she got was something else completely. And it was in human skin. The shop immediately closed and like after they sent it to her. And it was almost as if I have this book, I need to get rid of it. So now it's your problem. It, what did they do with the human skin book? She actually took it out. <laughs> she was already having issues. Instead of having somebody come out and properly deal with it, which would be like, completely giving it over maybe to the church, having them come out and do a whole cleansing and everything like that. She went out to her um, barbecue and tried to burn it. Mm. And then things got incredibly worse. So couldn't you just re-gift it to someone else? I I mean, you could, it's sort of like that Dippick box movie where they were just like, Hey, uh, you can have it now. (laughs) It's Mm. now, it now belongs to you. You are the, the ownership of this yeah that that divic box we did a show on those and those sound pretty interesting but so, a okay, lot of times you're like goofing was off. it real human skin did they verify that it was i did not verify it because she called me after she had already burned it and she was freaking out 
How about that stunk if it was human skin? But anyways, would it be creepy if I said I would want to see it? No, I mean, I'm that way too. But that's part of the problem. You have to be a really a strong individual like to where dead. you're like, hey, something's not right after you do see something like that to be able to fix yourself in time. Because if you just let it continue and go on and on, the steps are going to, okay, guess what? Um, we went from inviting to now level two infestation. And then you're going to have level, th- it's just going to get worse and worse. So you have to be able to identify and take care of it in a very timely manner. And then with the infestation, this is where it's like, oh, my house is haunted. I'm hearing footsteps. I'm hearing knocks. A lot of times, like with mine, I would wake up in the middle of the night to open my door, nobody there. And then my mom was also hearing it. And my dad, he's oblivious to the way he's he's kind of like you. I'm I'm here. But um, my mom, I was having these nightmares. I couldn't sleep. I was seeing really bad things. I was hearing bad things. I saw my dog, for example, fall down the stairs. And I was like, what? Why is my, I didn't even know my dog was here. My dog was actually asleep with my mom. Mm -hmm. So what I saw was not there. So there are these things where it's showing you things, you're seeing things, hearing things. And um, I would hear music like from an old radio. And everybody was like, you're crazy. She slept in my room one night and she goes, I didn't want to tell anybody this, but I'm going to tell you, you're not crazy. Cause I heard music last night. Your mom did. Yes. So she's the one who's also been very influential for me because she, she's one of those people where she works at a hospital. Mm-hmm. She's had instances where things have followed her home and she's like, in the name of Jesus, what do you want? What do you want? You need to get out of here. And like, she's very demanding that way. She will not mm. stand up to him. So, she gets rid of it before it starts to harm her. But other people are like, I saw something. I'm going to keep playing with it. That's because it's curiosity. Curiosity kills the cat. I mean, what would I do if I saw something? I don't know what I'd do. Well, and a lot of times when people are more afraid of it, it knows it can easily trigger you, so it keeps coming. You have to be able to... Am I afraid of ghosts? Have you seen something where you should be afraid of ghosts? Uh, I've told my ghost stories on here before, but they were from when I was a teenager and, you know, my brain was super smooth and empty. But <laughs> I, I don't, The white matter had not taken over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would call that hollow earth. <laughs> um, but, I didn't have as much riches. Yeah, it was smooth, like a cue ball. That was weirdly my favorite thing in school when we were studying the brain, and I had this like the brain in my hand, and I was just like, "This." You held like a real brain in your hand. Yes, because I was went for psychology, so part of it was taking college. In college, yeah. So I was just and they put a real brain in your hand. Yeah, I took the anatomy class, and they have the dead bodies, and it makes you never want to eat roasted meat again from like either pork or beef because it has that that look. It's, it's really gross. Well, I mean, I've processed those animals, and so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's just after you look at it, you're just like, oh, okay, but this was cool. It was so cool. Mm. I was just like, let me, let me probe this. I used to have uh, deer brains out in my freezer. To use it to tan hides. Yes. But anyway, so... 
Okay. So we have the infestation, it's your mm -hmm. haunted house, right? Next, you're going to have oppression. So this is, I'm becoming more depressed. I'm having nightmares. I'm feeling like I'm going crazy. I'm being attacked by something I can't see. I have a lot of anxiety. And the whole purpose of this is isolation. Because if you get isolated. It's like a, a, an abusive boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Separate you from your friends and family. Make you yeah. dependent on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So So it calls you fat all the time. Tells so, you for example, the anything. Amityville case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. We got to dig in for real. The Lutzes. The Lutzes. That boy isolated himself he was hearing things do you think that was real or do you think that was made up for i think it was real notoriety. and then they didn't want people thinking they were crazy so they took it back but they also tried to make a lot of money off of it. okay go on well yeah i would try to make a lot of money off of it sure i am <laughs> but i do i do think it was real and I think that 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 had a lot to play because it has a lot of the similarities. He was hearing voices. He mm -hmm. went and isolated himself. He mm -hmm. had depression, and everybody was like, "He's a different person." The boy that killed the family. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what I believe is that was real. After oppression, then you have obsession. This is where you're having the suicidal thoughts. You can't stop thinking about what's happening. It's now your entire life. Mm. Um, your focus completely like let's say that you have cameras all in your house and you're just like I have to spend all my time watching the cameras because I know my house is haunted and that's your now your whole life where you don't go to work <laughs> your relationship suffers because you've isolated yourself and become obsessed with trying to prove that you're not crazy mm -hmm. and you're setting and up everything and by doing that, do that you make yourself more crazy yeah that's true. Next thing you you're know, just you're focusing out on, on the street activity. corner in a robe, standing on a soapbox. Now I have strangers. I have a difference of opinion. Um, for for example, Catholicism, it ends at possession. I have a next level, but with possession, this is where you're, they temporarily take control. You still have free will. You can still say like, I need to get help. Mm -hmm. um, when you have the free will, and you go, for example you know, let's say you're in Italy and you're like, I need to get to, you know, have the exorcism. It's not an immediate, here's the exorcism and you're all better. It can take weeks, years. And sometimes these steps, they don't take years to manifest. Sometimes it can happen within a matter of weeks. It just depends on the individual and if they are a weak willed or strong willed one. So watch your friends and family. Hmm. I will watch everybody, but yeah. 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 And you can know it's, it's one of those things where you get better at listening to your gut instinct and you're like, I don't like, you know, something about this person feels off to me. I don't know. They seem really nice, but I just have this ability. Well, you don't I just want to, you know, meet a random person on the street. Although this might be fun. Meet a random person on the street and say, I think you need to go see an exorcist. <laughs> You can Although, usually, yeah. That might become a new response I have with strangers. Just go, go see an exorcist. I like that. I think you I'm should go see if I can find exorcist. that doctor. Let me see. Okay. So then that's yeah. You that's have where that's where Catholicism ends as possession. Temporary so. take control. Superhuman strength changes in facial features. 
Aversions yeah. to holy objects. That's always a big Aversions. one. So if I go to somebody's house and they're like, I have a kid I think is possessed. I will usually, I'll, this is my trick. I might just share it with the world. I'll have my hands, I go to the bathroom. Like, I just need to use your bathroom. Have my holy water with me. Come back out and then... Like maybe I have some, some holy on water hands. on my hands and I'll say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's nice to meet you. And if they're just like, oh, get away. Like, don't shake my hand. That's usually like, or, or if you put a little bit of drop in their Is water. after they touch it or before they touch it, they it's can tell. basically like they don't, they just have this aversion for it. So sometimes they'll touch it and then they freak out. But why are they freaking out if they didn't know? Dude, but let me break it down like this. All right. Let's say someone comes over to my house. Yeah. And says, I got to use your bathroom. And they go and they use the bathroom. Then they come out and shake my hand with a wet hand. I might freak out a little bit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Well, you don't want it to be completely like soaking wet. But sometimes after the I mean, bathroom, it's a little still bit a little of dampness, bit, a little bit know? damp. I mean, <laughs> uh, and uh, hopefully at least you're like running the sink while you do that. <laughs> yes. So they don't think you just <laughs> had just, a, had a miswipe and come right at you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so the, the, the doctor I was telling you guys about earlier, his name is Richard Gallagher. Okay. And he spent 25 years as a psychiatrist investigating possessions and paranormal. And he was a complete, like, I don't believe in this, but he saw so much of it in the psychiatric ward where he was like, okay, like, yeah, there are some people here that obviously bump their head one too many times or whatever. They need help. There's also a big group here of people that you could throw holy water on and they would jump on the ceiling and stick. So mm. for a psychiatrist to come out and say that, that's a big, big thing because he was supposed to be objective. When an objective person comes in and they're like, I don't believe in this stuff and now I believe in it. That's kind of the thing. And and I would say the last step, this is where, again, I differ from. This is where you go a step this, this further. This is where I go a little separate. I believe there's also something called integration. And this would be the final step. At this point, there is no help for you. You have completely given over your will. This would be so like. You have written down soul no longer belongs to the human. Yeah. They have completely given over to their. Yeah. They given gave, over their free will. They gave their free will. Can you give me an example of someone through history? Not really, but I would say this would be somebody, for example, like your serial killers that have completely mm. just, they're not in there. There's Hillary no soul. Clinton. They're never, you're just like, that person needs to be locked away in a cell. And you're never going to help them. Yeah. They used to be normal. Now they're not. Okay. Hillary Clinton. Got it. <laughs> Got it. She's, you know, I mean we've seen the numbers it kind of is like i like the power and i'm just going to give you full control so go ahead and do whatever you want and then mm. they're just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride mm, okay maybe rock stars too could be you know like you've heard of uh what's a guy's name robert johnson the guy who who was a blues singer that always sold sung songs about selling his soul Met at the crossroads, the devil there's, dogs coming after him. There is the so out. many. There's um, a guy who wrote, what is this? Not opera, like a symphony in old time. It's one of those symphony mm -hmm. songs because he had a dream where the devil came to him and told him the perfect song. And then Did he, he made died at 27. Yeah, it's like something really crazy. And it was way back when. And then you have the guy who, you know, met at the crossroads. There's all these stories. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of wonder. So Robert Johnson sung mm -hmm. about all the time was 
was uh, meeting at the crossroads. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's wild. Um, da, 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 a few comments real quick. Uh, I've got to remember what we were talking about when these roll through. King <laughs> yeah, says, I'm not, I wasn't sure. As what's good them. for the goose, good for the gander. That's what we're talking about. Jesus, I think. Um, or maybe talking about the pigs. Um, or how that goes. Oh, my. Woo. Uh, crazy stuff for sure. And makes you think. Yes. Uh, and and we do love the comments rolling in, even though uh, <laughs> I'm not smart enough to remember where they came from. But yeah, it's it is. I don't know. It's it's interesting stuff. I am, uh, believe it or not, not a believer in um, in religion. I'm and no, I believe in religion just fine. I'm not a, a follower. I'm not a, I you know, agnostic or atheist or whatever. And uh, but I'm not anti-religion. I think religion is very interesting, and I think it has a place in humanity. I do believe that for the majority of humanity, if there's a void of religion, humans will make a religion to fill that void, or they'll find something to fill that void. Uh, the average human will, I believe, and we're seeing it in mass right now. I think this this. Uh, woke movement or this modern movement of these kids that are acting like crazy people i think they're building a new religion they are and i don't we'll see where it goes hopefully they figure out some way of forgiveness because that's what's missing from their religion right now that's yeah. very true Lori says still giggling over the miss wipe comment what miss wipe what did i say Oh, about how you go in the bathroom <laughs> and come out with a sloppy hand. Like, Maybe you have a hand towel and you're like, oh, thanks. I don't know. I mean, you have to do. <laughs> you just throw the holy water. And I've been told, like, you shouldn't do that. It's a sacrament. But here's, like, the thing is, if they have an aversion to it, then they're, they're going to, like, run away, scream. And I've had this happen. So this is really interesting is we've went to house cases where, for example, I'm wearing my blessed cross mm -hmm. and it's hidden and they'll be like get her out of here sarah needs to go kill her mm -hmm. and it's just me because i work with people that are not all in the same faith with me mm -hmm. and when it's that kind of thing sometimes it's i'm the one that's singled out i'm the one mm. that it's like no we don't want That'd you here probably give you a lot of evidence towards the validity of your faith mm, it does yeah yeah. Well, I mean, and I've been really lucky. I've seen angels. I've experienced demonic. I've had it in so my life. So you haven't life. seen a demon? Like Beelzebub? I haven't out. seen the movie version of like a goat chasing me or, you know, that kind of thing. So do you think that that's just a modern, like, the, the goat demon? Or is it written in the Bible that it... I mean, it's written in Revelation kind of a half beast half man all over but is there like i always thought it's interesting that almost all depictions of satan he is pan from the greek pantheon mm -hmm. and was that just their stab at you know at pan because pan was a very popular um 
popular deity in the Greek and early Roman uh, uh, paganism because he was the god of nature and abundance and um, not relationships, but procreation and things like that. So he was a popular one. And he was the nature, he was kind of a, I think, like a passive nature god. Well, and if we go back and we look at, let's see here. So, give me just a second, because there is a lot of information. So we have specific entities that are over specific things. So our guardian angels, for example, they can be made not only for us, but over everything created. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at it from a biblical standpoint, you would see that as maybe that's a guardian angel who's fallen and people are now worshiping him to be that because he was over nature and over that was his calling as an angel. But wouldn't he have negative effect on nature? Not necessarily because sometimes they want everything to look really good just so they can get under, you know, I'm having all good things come to me while I'm worshiping this thing over here made of wood. Mm. And then, you know, it's like one of those things of, I'm going to make it look really, really convincing for you to do this. And it, and that's true. Like somebody could turn around and say, well, isn't that what biblically God is doing is making it look really, really good. But from what I've seen and experienced, all I can say is I know what's real (laughs) and I can't convince anybody, you know, of anything that's not Mm going to happen. But I know in my heart that I've experienced a demonic. I've seen angels. I've heard God's voice. Mm-hmm. I've had the Holy Spirit come over me and take over my body to help me. And I've been instantly healed. And mm-hmm. those are things that are just not natural. They're not explained unless it's like maybe I was crazy at the time. But I've also had my my entire family. I've grown up with that. that. I've, I've heard stories from my my grandmother about different things and my grandpa about different things. So for me, it's also a very family thing. Mm-hmm. Jackson says, Satan look like us, but unlike us and angels, he is not physical. Well, no angels are physical, I would say, but they can temporarily take physical form because mm-hmm. that's example. We've had um, Gabriel in one of the chapters, he actually came and helped one of the characters from the Bible go to do something for his family and help him to heal his father who was going blind and restored money. So they can temporarily take physical form. And it was also Gabriel who talked to Muhammad to, to transcribe the Quran. Oh. Hmm. It's interesting. Those three religions all sourced back to the same. Yeah. And then if you go back to Sigmund Freud, he had a theory. I don't know if you ever looked into it, but his theory of where Judaism comes from. And comes from when the Egyptians worshipped the sun. And so they kicked all the pagan priests out or abused them, you know, murdered a lot of them. And that was, what was it? Akhenaten, I think, was the pharaoh that reigned that in. 
When Akhenaten died, and I think his son, I, th- I don't know if it was Tutankhamun, but it might have been. I don't know. It's a lot of names. Anyways, brought back to paganism. They ran out the, the monotheistic priests. They ran north into Canaan, and then boom, Judaism appears, according to uh, Sigmund Freud. How wild would that be? <laughs> that religion's all sourced back to one source of religion prior to that. Anyways... Yeah, I mean, there's so much history, so much stuff you can dive into. All I know is for me, seeing is believing, and I've been lucky enough to. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I I had an infestation after I nearly died. Mm-hmm. And I did become a little bit like, am I going crazy? What's going on? So tell us about your <laughs> infestation. Um, So I nearly died. I had just this thing that even doctors were like this is so rare that we don't understand how it's possible but you have not one but two blood clots in your right ventricle of your heart um i was hemorrhaging uh through my lady parts all this different things so i should have been killed but doctors could not explain really what was happening to me and so that's also a sign of i had this like sickness that nobody could explain um And so I kind of wrote this down because I thought this, like like I said, I kept hearing three knocks at my bedroom door. I had become agoraphobic, so I was isolated. Mm -hmm. I heard what sounded like radio playing. I heard whispering, snarling, scratching. Um, And here, like extreme illness uh, that nobody could figure out why I had it. I saw where my dog, like I said, my dog who was in my parents' bedroom, I saw her fall down the stairs, heard it. And then it disappeared and there was nothing there. Um, I got so afraid. I was afraid to sleep. I would scream out in the middle of the night. And I, I had one of those uh, CPAP masks at the time. So, I mean, it was like, <sighs> then I had a noise box. You would not be able to hear me. I was screaming that loud. Mm. And it was night after night. I was being terrorized. And finally, um, I would see in my dreams, because I'm, I'm what I call like a dream walker. I am a very lucid dreamer. I've been this way since I was a little girl. I'll tell you guys a secret very terrible secret as a child i would lucid dream walk through my house Mm -hmm. and i'd have the urge to you know go to the bathroom and because i'm walking in my house and thinking i'm sitting on my toilet i would then be like oh i peed the bed so i was very good at lucid dreaming as a child and i'm still pretty good at it now except for now i'm like is this a dream pinch pinch and and i still sometimes will go to the toilet and i have to ask myself am i dreaming like wake up just because I don't want to pee the bed as an adult. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've been very good at that. So when I would see these things coming at me, when I would see them would be when I was in that lucid dream state. And they'd always appear as somebody I knew and loved. But then there would be something that was really creepily off about them. And I'm like, no, this is not right. So that's, that's and was it something obvious that was off? Um, For my mom... What was really weird was she like, I heard the knocking, I opened the door and she was standing there and then she started coming at me in this really creepy way. And she had this like extended creepy smile where it was like like, a joker smile. Yeah. Except for it was real. It wasn't makeup. And I was just like, you're not real. And I, I remember that being as like the last one where I was just like, okay, there's more to this than just meets the eye. So it wouldn't be something you'd have to 
like do a full body search, like go TSA on him. It'd be something that's I'm, yeah, I mean, you apparent could. and recognizable. It, it was recognizable for me, but there is that story about Joan of Arc where, and we were talking about this last last time we were here at, at Grantsville, um, where she had what appeared to be Mary, St. Mm-hmm. Mary appeared to her and say, I'm, you, you need to worship me. You need to stop doing what you're doing for France. You know, this is not whatever. And, and she said, you know, something doesn't feel right. Cause again, no angel or saint would ever tell me to worship them. They would say, you need to give glory to God. And so she said, I want to see your feet. At first, the entity was like, no, I'm not going to show you my feet. But she insisted, and she's like, in the name of Jesus, show me your feet, lift up your cloth. And when it did, the wings sprouted and it had hoofs for feet. And then it like screeched and flew off. So Mm. (laughs) I think of that, but I mean, that's kind of where I go with it. But that's sort of the same thing is once you recognize them, they're like, oh, well, I can be as creepy as I want now. I can show you my true form because you know that I'm not what I am. So when your mom came in and you recognized that, did it? Oh, it got, it got bad. It was terrifying. I, that was the most terrified I think I've ever been as far as the other time was like a real person that just, I thought they were a ghost because they looked so real. And then they were like, sorry, I didn't know that people were in here because <laughs> it was like a dark doorway. Um, but this, Where I was say this, this probably, at? Hold on. That was at Fort Douglas. So you're at Fort Douglas doing a doing a, a group investigation, investigation with a, like, uh, and someone's there at random. They came in late. They came in late. Oh. We were all in this dark room. There was tables and chairs, and then there was a doorway, and the door was open, but it led to another room that you had to come into to get down to where we were. And they just showed up late, and like I saw this person in the doorway, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And they're sorry. You're like, where's the bathroom? I've got to go put some holy water on my hands. So, and this is the weird thing too. I was waking up with sleep paralysis. Oh. And so if you, if you've had it, you know, you can't move your body. You can't really talk. You want to scream out and you're like, help me, help me, help me. But nothing's coming out. The one thing I found is you can use your tongue. So I made the sign of the cross with my tongue on the roof of my forehead or mm. forehead on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> so my tongue reaches that far. Um, yes. Yeah, so on the roof that, of my mouth. That and, is noteworthy. <laughs> and um, instantly I would wake up out of it. Mm. So that was another thing I noticed. Um, then I got to where I need to, this is something more than I can handle. I need to give this over to God. I became really adamant about like, I would read scripture daily. I would pray all the time. I was just so focused in putting this over into God's hands rather than my own, because I knew that, that no, you know, I was like, a psychiatrist isn't going to help me. They're just going to lock me away. I'm crazy. So, well, I mean, you know, I don't think they need to lock you away for that. So one night I was again in this dreamlike state and I got pushed out of my body Mm -hmm. and I saw the Holy Spirit take over my body and it was just like, you're going to leave. You're going to leave now. We're not having this anymore. And it was like, you cannot tell me what to do. And it started to show its true self. And it was just really, it was like mucky. It was just, it was like swampy muck. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's disgusting. I like the mm. bath water it was for some reason there's a bathtub and those in the bath water and it was just like this gross just grossness 
mm. real thick, like like a thick gravy <laughs> water. Um, and it was like, well, you can't tell me. You can't tell me what you could do. And he's like, you don't think I can tell you in the name of Jesus to tell me your name and to leave in the name of Jesus? And then it screeched out and it was just like, that was it. It was gone. It didn't tell you its name? I don't remember hearing its name, but what I did hear is the word demonomy. And I had to look it up. I had never heard this word before, had no idea of what it meant. And this goes back to what I think. I think that some people have interactions like this because they somehow are supposed to give something to others to help them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're more attacked than others. Like they'll just find a way in and wiggle their way in because they're trying to stop you from your real purpose. And I think that that was the case here because once I looked up the word, it means you have the dominion over demons, AKA it means you're able to control demons and send them away. Mm-hmm. So now it makes sense why I go to people's houses and they're like, get her out of here. We want her out of here because I don't have fear from those things anymore. Mm. I have, you know, scripture says you're not going to fear evil. You're, you may be walking in the shadow of death, which is, that's what we, this is. This is like everything's a shadow of death here, but you don't have any fear. And that's sort of the place I'm in is I, I have this amount of faith and strength in the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus to take over and help. And I call out to my angels to help. And I hope one day that I can really be what I need to be because I know that it's not for me, it's for God and that it's going to be something really strong. But I think that's why I had these experiences starting off from like an early childhood. And what's crazy is after that happened, all of a sudden my house was dead silent. Mm, did that feel weird when it first went silent? Like, did it feel like? Well, it was just like, I just knew it was like being in peace. Like all of a sudden oh. they say sometimes when people go in and they start kind of helping people, um, they may get the overwhelming sense of like, they smell roses. Mm. And that's something too. Like I smell roses in my house, but I do have that St. Therese statue, which she delivered roses. That was her thing. I'm going to deliver roses to people that need friends or who need help. And so I'll wake up and I know for a fact, I'm like, nobody's been in my room. It's just me. And I wake up to an overwhelming smell of roses and, and that statue is haunted, but I love it. She opens the door to let my dog out to pee. So I'm like, if that's, you know, the worst, sometimes if I don't pray at night, she's like, excuse me, taps on my bed. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll pray. I, I don't know how I do if I had a haunted <laughs> figurine in my house. It's funny because some people go, they come over and they're like, I don't want to be down there. I don't, it really creeps me out. And other people are just like, it doesn't bother me at all. I feel I don't very know comforted if I'd by even it. notice. I mean, you know me. I would, Ghosts yeah. would reach out and like put me in a headlock and I wouldn't even notice. I just wear yeah, like it was, a scarf. It was sort of like that experience, which led to more agoraphobia because I was like, I just had this terrible experience. And I reached out to my, my Baptist preacher at the time. I like called him up because I had just moved here. And I was like, you'll never, never believe what happened. It's like the war's been won. Don't worry about it. And that was not very comforting to me because I was like, I, when you're I'm going in the middle through of this it. Stuff, yeah. He says, nah. Yeah, you're just. I can't be bothered. Yeah, exactly. And so, mm. um, I think that was like really a strong thing to me is when people need help, you you reach out and help them because you're doing it like you're being well, God's resource. Especially if they're on reaching it. out to you asking for help, mm-hmm. you you need to. 
at least tear them out. Yeah. I went in high school. We, I had an experience where we had something going on in our house in Fairbanks. And so my boyfriend at the time took me to the Catholic church because he's like, I think you should see a priest based on what happened. Cause I had like the phone was thrown out of my hand. I had scratches on my stomach. Um, there was just a lot going on in my household at the time. A lot of fighting and arguing between my parents and mm. different things. And so we went to the priest and he's like, so tell me right now, like, are you, are you, are you crazy? <laughs> Do you need to be on psych meds? <laughs> are you hallucinating? And I just like felt like, I know you have to ask that question, but it was the way that he asked Could you it was maybe went gently. Yeah. The way yeah. he asked it made it just feel like, I don't believe you. You're nuts. And so mm. I was just like, I don't know what good this is going to do me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of it. You have to have somebody that, that can, cause seeing is believing. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of people right now in what they say, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in demons. I don't, I believe in angels. I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in Satan. And it's like, you either have all or you have nothing. I'm sorry. There's no, like, I only take the parts I want to take in this. Mm. So that, yeah. that is deep. See, I'm not Christian. And I don't know where I stand on demons, and and I, I just don't. But do I believe there's evil out there? Sure. Do I believe that there's a spiritual, like an unknown world, a veiled world? I don't know. No. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm excited to learn about it. Well, I mean, I, you, I hope so been... because I would hate to think that. This is all there is. And I don't think I'm closed off to religion. I don't know. Yeah, and if you've ever been to a paranormal investigation, I would say that you believe there is something more after. And you've seen, you've seen doors open Mm -hmm. that shouldn't open and some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's more plausible that there is than there isn't for me. And I really enjoy taking people on those experiences to kind of open up their mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there to, and, and none of my desire is to disprove religion or to argue against it because I personally like part of my free time. I like to read about ancient religions. I know. I feel honestly kind of stupid because he's so smart when it comes to stuff. I'm not very smart. Here's the history of this. No, I just like reading about it. You know, you hear about the Cathars. Well, first you start down the path of, oh, I want to study what the Crusades was about. And then you hear about the Crusade was initially about killing off another Christian religion. You're like, what is that? It's about the Cathars. Oh, it must have been like the Protestants and the Catholics. No, it was pre-Protestant. It was about... Uh, a Gnostic sect. Oh, well, what is Gnosticism now? And then you got to dig into that. It's always about control. Yeah, it, it, there, it was a lot about control. Um, and also, I mean, so Clovis set up France, and then uh, Clovis had a son, um, uh, Charlemagne, who turned it. Christian, Clovis went Christian, kind of, because he had a Burgundian bride that if I win the war next day, I'll become Christian. But he was only like, I'm Christian-ish. But uh, Charlemagne, or or, uh, Charles the Great, 
He was all on board. I mean, he rode around and he massacred whole villages if they weren't Christian. Like, death toll we don't even know about. Anyway, so he, uh, you know, he made it kind of a a big, heavy thing. Um, And so, uh, but, I mean, they wanted it Catholic. They they wanted the unification with God. Big J21 says, Pilgrims were fleeing the Roman Catholic Church because they were executing anybody who didn't convert at that time. Well, okay. Yes, and the Pilgrims didn't like the Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church was not strict enough for them. Pilgrims were extremely strict. Some of the pilgrims. Now, you had the Puritan side of the pilgrims, and then you had the New Adventure side of the pilgrims. Then you just had the, the people who wanted to go start New Commerce side of the pilgrims. And then you had the people who came over because they basically were rejected from the country because well, yeah. of... And it, and it depends on yeah. where they come from. I mean, the ones that went to uh, Holland and then went back to England then came over, that was, that was your Puritans. You had the the mercantiles, mercantilists. You had, anyways. One thing to look up if you want an interesting study about that time is read about the town of Maypole, um, and Maypole? what happened there. Maypole, M A Y P O L. So literally, like the Maypole. Yep, it's named right. after the big thing they had in the middle of the town, and the massacre they had because of that big thing, and they were literally massacred. Mm by uh um was it the was it the georgetown was just above them they went down and massacred them because it was puritans up here and down there they were this kind of loose they were christian but they got along with the natives and they had a maypole which the puritans thought the maypole was evil and also they didn't like christmas and they didn't they were jehovah's witnesses of their day puritans were rough they're the ones that had the scarlet letter and did the whole witch thing and whatever and uh one day i want you to look up ergot poisoning ergot e-r-g-o-t poisoning and there are lots of thoughts that that was a lot of the. Uh, Is that where like your fruit becomes it's con- like rye. alcoholic, rotted, and then you kind it's, of see things and. It's mass specifically right. Yes, okay. they think that had a lot to do with the. Uh, Wasn't it like Salem. almost like their corn or something too? That was no, just rye. It just only rye. Oh, I knew it was rye. some sort of. Yeah, ergot grows the, in in moldy rye. It's a mold that mm. grows on rye or a bacteria or something, but. So they'd be eating the bread, and it would, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. yeah, I remember that. But yeah, so I mean, when that when the Americas were first started to be populated by the English, we have that side. Now we don't need to talk about what the Spanish were like because the Spanish had just come off the Reconquista, and they were all Catholic. Of course, it was the Reconquista that just ended, so they just went through a bloody war for the Iberian Peninsula, and so they came over here, and they were brutal. They were brutal. Um, you could probably argue that the founding of the New World would have been totally different had the um, had the Spanish not just had a war 
with the Muslims all over the Iberian Peninsula. I mean, you wouldn't have had the Inquisitions. French wouldn't have had an Inquisition because those were born out of the Reconquista. I mean, it's interesting times. So the Inquisitions was to deal with mostly the Jews that were there because during in the Iberian Peninsula when it was ruled by the Muslims, you had, you know, of course, Christians, Muslims, and Jews all lived there. And when the Christians took it back over and tossed the Muslims out, still had the Jews there. And so they had to figure out what to do with the Jews. It didn't happen universally around the whole peninsula, but during certain uh, built-up areas, certain times, they really went after the Jews and forced conversion and torture and murder and all that stuff. So it's all interesting stuff. But when it comes, I mean, humans are all like that. I mean, you could argue... <sighs> That right now we've got this violence boiling out in the Middle East from the Muslim uh, faith, uh, and not all of it, but you know, substantial amount enough to really tick numbers up on the scoreboard um, over kind of things that happened to them under the Ottomans when the Mongols came by to say hi, things like that. That all, I think, that changes a culture. Really changes it and, and hardens it. Um, in Arabic, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Big J twenty one in Arabic, but yeah, I, I mean there's there's a lot of rough stuff. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. Sorry to go on the side note that. I mean, back into the weeds, we go... I mean, it all, it's all connected. It is. And humans are wild. Cultures, man, when they hit a war or a wall, it changes them and it makes them different. It makes a whole culture move differently at the same time. And it's, it's craziness when you think about it. I mean, you know, you could argue. I mean, just take a look around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. Yes, it is. But anyways, it's interesting stuff. Um, I uh, man, I I do enjoy like the the Salem witch trials. A real interesting. You know, Mary's actually related to one of them through her dad's side. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild stuff, you know, and it it ties in with they had this ex slave woman. What was her name? I can think of it on my. It's like tip of my tongue. Tor I can't. Tortuga, not Tortuga, but Tortada, something like that. It sounds like Tortuga, but she was a Caribbean slave. And uh, yeah, Druids are wild. Big J21 says that. Yes. What it all boils down to is people think that they're they're right, and it's like I have my opinion, but your opinion doesn't matter. And so, therefore, I'm taking you out because I want control yeah. and I don't want you influencing other people. Or when they, they feel like, oh, you don't have the same. And it, and it, it's a lot of it, too. It, is only, fear. it only happens in, in untactily, un, in tactily, tactily unprovable events. Because, like, let's say you and I are doing a math problem, right? Mm hmm. And I do it one way and come out with one answer. You do it another way, come out with a different answer. One of us is right and one of us is wrong. But I'm not going to kill you if you're wrong on the math answer. Or you could both do it different ways and both come up with the right answer. But yeah, but what I'm saying is exactly, we have a different, 
we have a different answer. Yeah. So, and so, or, or, you know, things like that. Because in something like that, in something tactile, mm-hmm. if you're wrong, that will come out and be shown direct and, and, you know, in existence. But the spiritual side, it cannot be proven. No, it can't. And so could it be that people are willing to send people to the other side to witness their incorrectness? Or what is it? What? And, you know, sometimes we feel we're so right that we're willing to go. Like, if you think about the... Um, Vikings that were just like, if I die in battle, I go to Valhalla, I will be honored. And so they had no mm, fear. They were yeah. so excited to go into battle. That's interesting. And that one I'd like to dig into more because, yeah, that they had a they had a wild, those are my ancestors. I, I mean, was that something that was a tradition that was kept with them forever? Or was it, you know, just a burden of their existence in a cold-ass, miserable place. I don't know. It's all interesting yeah. stuff. It's all, you know. And then they carried that tradition on to become the Varingian Guard, where they were the highest-paid people in the in the Byzantine Empire because they were hired because, one, they didn't speak the language, so they could stand around when the emperor was talking to you know, making behind-the-door plans, he could have a Varingian guard stand there because that guy, he only speak Norwegish or whatever. Because you, don't, you don't learn on the job. <laughs> but, and, and it, usually it was they were mercenaries. <laughs> they were hired and they were paid so much that it was yeah. an honor if you got hired. You could go down there and work for two years and retire and be wealthy Oh, that would shit. be so nice. I need to do that. And that's what they did. And they loved them because, one, they were these great big blonde Norwegian blue-eyed Vikings. They loved them because they were huge. They were battle-hardened. They were tough. They had whole schools that were set up kind of like the gladiatory schools where if you wanted to become a Varangian guard, you would go to these schools to get trained up to make yourself tough so you could go and get hired on with the Byzantine Empire mm-hmm. so that you could work for two years and then retire. I wish I could retire. I tried selling feet pictures so I could retire, <laughs> but nobody wanted to buy them. <laughs> I think I have ugly feet. <laughs> That's another thing. What's going on with the world today? I'm telling you, demons are running well, wild. Well, you know, you know why that Dogs happens is your are... fetish brain center where you like it's right next to where feet are so that's why it often gets misconnected ah, and feet's the number one no, thing no uh, no that that is even a thing nowadays <laughs> it is. i mean really if i could buy a mercedes after three months of selling feet pictures you know it's i don't feel like i'm really selling my body i've got a mercedes i'll sell you right now for <laughs> no feet pictures uh it doesn't run but anyways <laughs> it's like a 1974 diesel <laughs> um no but what i'm saying is is Right now, I consider this time to be this the Gutenberg Press moment, where it sent Europe into a civil war. All of Europe. We're, start, we're talking, I mean, even parts of Russia were involved, the mm-hmm. Baltics. And I think the internet is the Gutenberg Press. And I think we're living in that moment where Martin Luther had just stuck his uh his 15 arguments on the wall of the monastery 
and I think we're living in that moment. I think we're going to see a lot of collapse, and it's different, but it rhymes because now we got people who pursue weird things, you know, and, and it, there are things that have always been there, but now it's there more, and it's in your face, and it's up front, and it's turning society upside down, and and it's 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 been a major disruption in the in the common movement of of people you know and it's changed the way marriages happen and relationships and children are born and defensive different it's we're in that time so what i'm saying is buy extra toilet paper you always buy one extra (laughs) when you go like that was my thing. We always buy one extra. So we yeah. had no issue because we it's yeah. not like we're hoarding. We just always kind of prepared. Uh, hoard and precious metals. I hoard things like makeup. So that's been and clothes, shoes. I just I've been trying to change my room for, you know, because Ryan and I eventually need to move in together. So mm-hmm. redecorating. Are you guys going to move in with your folks or his? Oh, well, I'd like to move in with mine, but we don't. It's not like we really know. Things are just kind of and this is not something like we're planning him to move in tomorrow. But it's just in the future. We see this as eventually. I, I eventually, Jared's going to marry us. Yeah, I'm, I'm the minister. <laughs> but what you guys need to do is you need to say mom and dad sell their houses you know buy his house that's i've got my mom on board with that uh-huh we just need to get his parents on board we're do like it. let's just do the cul-de-sac thing like sister wife's in las vegas except for on you know maybe 15 acres or something so if you, you can guys, go over there and farm and we'll just if you guys could score that one y'all need to move out of the cities mm-hmm. you can't be in cities right now they are collapsing around yeah. you too um but I mean, just because both of y'all need to take care of your parents, they're both uh, your parents need you guys around, so they're what we call the aging, the aged, the aging group. Yeah, <laughs> my dad, I think my dad would fight me tooth and nail if I tried dragging him into my house. <laughs> my mom's like, Please don't leave me, <laughs> you're my best friend, please don't leave me. Meanwhile, she stands up and passes out. My dad, uh uh-uh. uh. No, your dad's very independent. Well, you know he is. You can you can feel that in his spirit. He's just he's like sixty-seven, I'm, but he's fully he's the same age as my parents. Yeah, he's got all and his Ryan's. faculties. Yeah, but I mean, and he's an old hillbilly guy. Um, but anyways, yeah. But precious metals—that means brass, lead, copper jackets, precious metals. Invest. Ammo is going to be a really. It's getting expensive too. It's getting expensive, but I think that's going to be a really good uh, bargaining tool. Yeah, but it's going to get more expensive because they're starting a war. Ammo gets expensive when we go to war. So, you know, but I mean, it's just, yeah, figure out where you are, what you need, how many, how many, because I think we're about to enter another 30 years war. I know everyone says it's the end times. Maybe. And, you know, that's something that we've always said. I kind of, I think back to biblically, it says we're going to have world wars. Now, we always had wars, always. We always had wars going on, but they were never world world wars until the first world war. And I think that was kind of the start of the end. They kind of were. They they were because that was your your knowledge of what the world was. Well, yes, but also 
you couldn't have a world war the way we had it prior to industrialization. We couldn't steam people across the Atlantic. It took them so long. But you could consider the Seven Years' War, which the revolution was a small part of, wasn't even thought of. It wasn't in the newspapers, but the revolution was a small part of the Seven Years' War as a world war. Because mm-hmm. it was a war between England and all of its territories, France and all of its territories, and Spain and all of its territories. Gosh, that would just keep you up at night trying to plan that whole attacking. And it had more territory involved in it than World War I did, but it took forever for to get from place to place to have a fight. Yeah. So that is true. That's a big difference. You know, World War And that's I- when the, they would say, Your husband's off at war. How did you get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> He's been gone for six years. It must have been a demon. Visited me in the bed. He looked like my husband. <laughs> he came to me in the middle of the night. And he did dream. not look like the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but it's, it's it probably kind of funny. quite. Because you can only imagine, like, are people that stupid that they would <laughs> they would believe a lot of that? Well, I would say it's more people give into their uh, <clears throat> lesser values, and when they do that. They grasp for any straw around. And so your they throw that Your child resembles your neighbor, but it must no. have been a demon came at the night no. when you're sleeping. Your child has a lazy eye like George down the street. What is up with that? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> an incubus. Anyways, everyone, have a good week. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on again. This is fun. Oh, yeah, I love gonna... talking to you guys with your comments, too. So Yes, that is outstanding. We're, we're going to have another show coming. I'm, I'm working on a uh, kind of a true crime show. I want to have you back for that. Ooh, but it'll also, be, it'll also be a third guest on that one who brings some, uh, brings some particular knowledge on that and a uh, different perspective, of course. But um, you guys have a good week. We'll be back in you know, a week or two whenever we're kind of flying <laughs> loose by the seat of our pants because, again, she lives in Salt Lake. and Yeah, and it'll be a, Thanksgiving that in a two weeks. That'll uh, be my, I'm, my birthday's on Thanksgiving, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's like Christmas just for me. Really? I get presents and turkey. Really? Yeah. Dude, that, that, 43. I never thought of that. That'd be cool. You're a child. I no longer really remember my age. I have to think of what year it is. Mm. How old are you? I'm like 29. Oh, wait. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs> just, don't girls <laughs> just ride that 29 into the ground forever. Thank you, Lori. <laughs> I, uh, get, I get a year younger every year. A year younger. I <laughs> backtrack on it all. Um, uh. Jackson, one more comment on the Facebooks. says, humanity has always been influenced by evil. And I believe you are yeah, 100% correct on that. Um, greed and and those desires. But anyways, everybody, have a good night. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Um, you know, keep it clean. Keep it real. If you start feeling any of the things that Sarah talked about in tonight's show, seek help if you're local to. And, the, and this uh, was just a small. There, there's a lot more in depth. This is just a small yeah. smidget of amount of what we're talking about. But you can seek help from people who dig into this further. Um, you know, but uh, you know, you can always go see a religious authority, go see a, a psychologist, psychiatrist. Um, 
if you're local to the Salt Lake area, reach out to us. I can get you in touch with Sarah. She will. Um, I would love to have somebody yeah. say, like, I went to the psychiatrist. They said I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they looked at me and said I was not crazy. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye.